to the geeks at the gates. And this week we are going full on geek, ladies and gentlemen, as I go around to Hatton Lizard's place and learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons. If you're new to this game, um, I'm not quite. Uh, I played it as a kid. I haven't played it for 30 years. Uh, that comes up in the podcast, so I won't go into it more. Um, it's a fascinating world. It's a very creative way to spend your time. Um, and after 30 years of not playing it, I find myself utterly, utterly engrossed. Just an introduction to the game and how it's played, the kinds of characters you can be. Um, in future episodes, we will roll up characters and actually start playing a campaign, we hope. Uh, so there's all that to look forward to. But for now, this is your introduction to Dungeons and Dragons. So when have you played? What version was it? I have no idea. Um, it was a long time ago. I, I have played d and I played, I played a lot of D&D for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking... I've always sort of thought of myself as somebody who played D&D and just hasn't played for a bit. Yes. And then I was thinking about it recently. Reg, you played D&D in sixth form. Which was obviously only about 10 years when you were, ago. When you were 17 and 18. Which is obviously about And you're 48 ago. next month. Roughly. So I haven't played D&D for 30 years. Wow. Um, that's as long as you've been alive. <laughs> yes. Hat cream, everybody. <laughs> Just an asshole, Always sorry. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'm not the experienced D&D player that I thought I was. Like, that was my phone, actually. Um, so yeah. So that's often best. I mean, so, I've, I've only been playing for about a year. So, so I'm, I, what I'm saying, I think, is treating me as a complete novice because I remember bits, <laughs> but I'm probably remembering them wrong. That's fine. And in any case, we were using whatever version of D and D was extant mm-hmm. thirty years ago, and I suspect it's been updated a couple of times since. I'm going to guess either two E or three E. Right. We're currently on five E. That was the most recent one. Okay, well, not that many updates then. No. Um, they released 5e in 2014, I believe, um, and before that was 4e, and I know absolutely nothing about that. But from what I've read, 5e is similar to 3e, a bit easier, which I assume can only be a good thing. Easy is good. I like easier because I'm old and easily confused. <laughs> um, so when, when you played, what was your favourite thing to do? Wait, did, did you like to throw spells everywhere? Did you like to hit things? I tended to be a paladin. Oh, this is why we get on. Because <laughs> my thinking was I get, I, get, I get to hit things yes. with swords, uh-huh. but I can also do a bit of magic if I need to. Obviously, yes. I'm um, so sorry I keep getting up with that. That's all right. It's your, it's, it's it's, your house. I now. know that, but the dog man is water. <laughs> <laughs> These creatures are demanding. They are. Um, so there are paladins in here, should you want to go the same again. There's also clerics, and I don't know if you have those. We have clerics. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a cleric is. Mm-hmm. They aren't pointy weapon wielders. They're more club They're bludgeoning weapon wielders. They're more spellcasters. They're allowed a mace or a, a, a morning star. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but they tend to be more casters than anything. Yeah. Whereas a paladin is a mixture of both. Right. Um, you love being a paladin, don't you? Oh, they're just great. They're just tanky and 
Well, if you're a paladin, I mean, do we need two paladins on a party? That well, as I, it doesn't. I, I wouldn't be playing. Oh, you're DMing, aren't you? Of course. Yeah. Um, oh, well, okay. If there's a paladin slot available. I'll help you. I mean, the, the thing is, you can have like a, a balanced party. Mm-hmm. But with 5e, you don't necessarily need it in order to survive. So right. you could you could have a, an entire set of paladins if you wanted to. It might get a bit dull for everybody because everyone's do the same thing, but there's nothing stopping you, and you wouldn't your game wouldn't be negatively impacted by it. Right. So. Okay. Hmm. So yeah. You no, I'm get... just going to tell everybody else they can't be paladins. So. <laughs> <laughs> pretend this is a democracy. It's my podcast. Um, so, um, I'm already picked and rolled out. I've got a backstory. I've done. I'm ready. I was going to say I I've have... got dice so for my character. So efficient. <laughs> I can walk you through the races if you like. Um, yeah, do. Cool. Well. And if you read anything out of the book, I'll paraphrase it later in post. That's fine. So let me just get to the correct page. You're there. You just need to go back. You're on it. (laughs) And I'm trying to find a a list. I'm sure there's one somewhere. Is it not on that page? No. Anyway, there are dwarves. So if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings... Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much anything I say that relates to that pretty much is that. So you've got the dwarves, which are stout and hardy and very compact, like the mountains in which they live. Uh-huh. Um, so with each race, you have benefits of being that sort mm-hmm. of race. So you'll find with dwarves, they tend to be quite resilient to types of effects. Um, you've then got the elves which are very surreal creatures. They tend to be more magic-orientated mm-hmm. um, than anything else. And each race has specific like um, additional traits. So with your dice rolls that define your basic traits, you also gain like pluses mm-hmm. to specific things depending on what you are. So dwarves, for example, can depending on what type of dwarf you are, you can get an, uh, additional points in constitution or in something else that I can't remember. Maybe strength? I think it's strength. It's strength or cons. So you can uh, gain those things depending on which race you choose. Right. So some are more dexterous, like the, I think the elves are more dexterous, the um, burglar hobbits. So the halflings. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew all along, really, but really, uh, they've taken from Tolkien. The halflings are small and compact. Yep. They're very dexterous, um, and they also have a trait, which is lucky, which means that they can never fail. <laughs> um, so they're, they're, handy trait. It they're is. quite good to steal things, and they're probably going to be able to do it as well. Um, so, so they make quite good rogues. I'm saying that certain races make good classes, but in 5e you don't really have to. You, you know, you could be a yeah. thing barbarian, should you wish to be. That would be hilarious. It would. <laughs> But by never fail, what you mean is like a crit fail. Yes. So uh, the, the 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 lucky trait allows you to roll a d twenty. Um, so if you were to roll that now, and if it were to land on a this one, is this is the sound of me rolling a d twenty. <laughs> so not not too far from one. Landed on a two, in fact. <laughs> Should you be a, a halfling, and for that to be a one, you could roll again. Whereas right. everybody else would automatically fail whatever they were trying to do. And if it's a one, usually what that means is you have a little consequence as a result as well. So let's say you were firing an arrow and you rolled a one in your to hit. 
then you're missing. You've automatically failed, you've missed, and that bowstring might come back and twang you in the face and you'd get one point of hit damage. Or you might break the bowstring and have to spend a whole action on your next round repairing your arrow, your your, um, bow. Right. Yeah, this is all sounding horribly familiar. (laughs) Um, You've then got the humans... Uh, who are great all-rounders, really. They tend to be good at pretty much everything. In fact, one benefit of being a human is that you see all these mm-hmm. these parts here on the left-hand side, strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. We'll roll for those shortly. If you're a human, one of the sub-races of human allows you to add an extra point into each one of those Ooh. at the very beginning. Yeah. So it can be useful. Um, <laughs> we've then got the dragonborn who are humanoid all, all the all the races I've talked about so far are humanoid mm-hmm. the dragonborn are you'll probably see here with your eyes not, not so much on a club it's, it's, it's difficult for the listeners so, so basically what we've got is a lizard man yes dragon um, man imagine, yeah imagine imagine a, a, a human shaped red dragon mm-hmm. and it you're... can be any colour as well it can be chromatic or metallic oh yeah so uh, they are imbued with the blood of dragons. Um, they come from dragons. It depends on the law, but they tend to be scaled. Um, some, well, most do not have tails. There are dragonborns with tails. Um, I believe they are wingless as well, but it depends on what you're running. Um, well, see, there doesn't seem to me to be any point being dragonborn if you can't have wings. <laughs> you do have breath, though, which is one of the traits of being a dragonborn. So, you know, I said there's different colours. The colour determines the type of breath that you have, be it fire, frost, right. etc. The list goes on. You're going to want to breathe fire really hard. I mean, just, just for fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so damage, acid, lightning, fire, poison, cold. So depending on the colour you are, that's the type of breath that you have. Right. So that can be helpful. That's cool. Um, it's kind of cool, actually. You know, if, if you're against an enemy, the last thing they're going to expect is you to breathe poison on them yeah yeah they're, they're not going to see that coming you've been arrested by the guard for uh for brawling in the tavern and then you know you just sort of you know, just breathe frost onto your handcuffs and smash them and wander off that i mean be, that that's pretty cool really that would be very <laughs> very cool thing to have to do you've then got the gnomes um which um, we talked about halflings just earlier mm-hmm. and it's quite easy to put gnomes and halflings in the same kind of Bucket, but they're completely different creatures. Gnomes tend to be more magical than halflings. Right. Um, they also they're more of a tinker race as well. So don't imagine a little gnome in your garden with the little hat on and a fishing rod. Imagine um, a race that is naturally inquisitive, very inventive, um, but also a little bit magical as well, depending on where they've come from. Right. Uh, we've then got the half races. So if you're right. not quite sure whether you want to be an elf or uh, a human or can, an elf. Or you can a, be a half elf. You can be a half elf. Um, often that combines the, both, the best of both worlds, so the best of being human, the best of being elven. So I mentioned that elves are quite magical and humans are quite well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Half elf kind of gives you both, the best of both worlds. Yeah. There. Okay. Um, they're very versatile. Same with half orc. You don't get the option of being a full orc in the standard vanilla edition of D and D. There are other editions um, that were released after the player's handbook um, called Volo's Volo's Guide to Guide Monsters. To Monsters. We have it in the drawer. Um, you can be a full orc if you wish. 
If you're just starting out, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Um, I will take that advice. <laughs> um, half orcs, however, do have a lot of the benefits of being orc. They are strong. They are burly. Um, they have a, a unique trait called relentless endurance, which means if they are knocked out, reduced to zero uh, HP, they automatically get one HP back. So they right. bounce back up. Granted, not a lot left in the tank, but they're, they're still... But you are back on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is useful. <laughs> yes. Very useful. Yes, I can see this. <laughs> you then, which are kind of my favourite, um, they are they're abyssal creatures, quite demonic in, in appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, they have demonic or devil bloodline. Right. It doesn't make them inherently evil. It just means that somewhere within their past, some deal has gone down and it's... Come through the generations. And there's there's demon in their ancestry somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. they do have tails. They have horns. They have claws. They often have different. Some eyes. of them have hooves. They have cleft feet. Um, but like I said, it doesn't make them necessarily evil. Um, however, I mentioned the bloodline. They get something called hellish resistance, which gives them resistance to fire. Um, their infernal legacy as well provides them with some spells that they just get inherently. Um, so they get Thaumaturgy, Hellish Rebuke, we can go into those later should we need to, but they're just inherent to the race, you don't need to be a caster to cast them, it's just something that you have. Something that you can do. Yeah. Because, yeah. One of my first characters that I ever played uh, in anything uh, was when I ran a solo campaign for you, mm-hmm. and I had your side character was a druid uh, tiefling, so like completely not evil in any way, shape or form. Um just like a very hermity, quiet <laughs> creature. Um, but it was really useful having, like, randomly having Thaumaturgy and Hell Tribute because he was real soft and real squishy and really easy to kill. There's, there's often a thing with tieflings as well. So um, with a couple of campaigns that I've run, um, tieflings can come as some, something of a surprise to the family. So they yes. can be quite ashamed of their tiefling um, children. And often tieflings are shunned in public. People mm. run away scared. Not all the time. So if I was running a campaign where someone was a tiefling, I wouldn't have every every village you go into, everyone runs away screaming. But, but. it's similar with half-elves. Like, they're, like, not part of either society as well. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of that aspect to it. And half-orcs. So, like, yes. the, they, they actually... It's in the law that, like, they don't really fit anywhere. Not elvish enough for elves. Not human enough, enough for humans. humans. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's it's the same with the, the orcs. And more so, I think, with the orcs. Mm. Yes. Um, because, obviously, orcs aren't... The orcs are in the... The um the monster manual like they're a bad guy mm-hmm. like so mm-hmm. and they are one of the things you'd like to come across as a baddie, um in vi- like you call it vanilla D and D, so you know they're they're definitely much more that that view. But yeah, I kind of like it being half elf doing the Spock thing, uh, or doing the you know where he, yeah. he wears a headband to hide the tops of the ears, yeah. so you can try and get away with looking like a human. There is. Um... <laughs> There is also a well-known um, D&D uh, video series. Video series? Video podcast? Video... Stream. Called, video stream. <laughs> stream. Stream. Called, it's called streaming. Called Critical Role. It's now on Twitch. I, I, I work in the tech industry. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. I work with servers and Jesus. Right, live okay. stream. It's <laughs> called a live, live stream. stream. Yes. <laughs> called Critical Role. And there is a character within that called Not... Who, Not is, the brave. who is actually a goblin. Right. But wears a mask in public. 
to hide her face. So that so people will not know that they're a goblin. Yeah, yeah. because goblins are usually... Shunned. Yeah. They tend to take over villages and kill everybody within them, so... They're in the monster manual. Yes. So it's possible to be things that aren't... There are loads more races than that. These are just the basic ones. One other option that I will mention is the Asimar. So when I mentioned tieflings um, being infernal, mm-hmm. um, being of demonic nature, the Asimars are the complete flip side to that. Angelic. So they're yeah. angelic in yes. nature. Right. Okay. Which so. is pretty cool. Um, and the other the other creature I would like to mm-hmm. give an honourable mention to is the Furbolg, which has existed in D&D since time immemorial, but has been rapidly changed. So they used to be like a big old Viking dude that lived in a cave, like in one mm-hmm. in two-y. And then in the 5e reimagining, they've made them into a fae-based creature. So it's kind of like a giant cow creature. Uh, it's really tall. It's like seven foot odd. And it has, again, it has its own like racial traits that are quite cool. Like it can make it, it has um, the one that makes you, I can't remember the spell name. I have done this in my last <laughs> campaign as well. Um, you can turn yourself into other things. So like you don't have to be a giant cow man walking through town, which is helpful. Um But yeah, they're big and fuzzy. You can also... Uh, and they're very cool. <laughs> a Invisible. Yeah, you can. In the middle of a battle, you just turn invisible. Oof, invisible. Bam. Handy. Mm-hmm. Very handy. So um, they're pretty cool. Yes. Uh, the um, the other race that I would mention is also the Goliath. They oh, are yeah. <laughs> people of the mountains, basically. Um, very tribal race. Not humans. They're very tall, very big. Not quite giants either. So it's um, they tend to be more nature classes. Do they have a giant blood thing? Because I know Furbog's a part giant, aren't they? I can't remember if they do. Honestly, top of my head, I would have to double check. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did because they're like big. It's on my iPad. Yeah. Very good at reaching things down from the top shelf. Yep. Yes, yeah. I envy them so much. <laughs> but they, do, they can't grow hair. How can they not? Is that just a thing? Yeah, Goliaths have no, can't grow, don't have hair. That's inconvenient. They live in the mountains. Which I find, yeah, because do you not remember it with the whole grog dwarven belt of yes, beard growth? Okay. Yeah, which is a critical realism. Yeah. yeah, it's quite entertaining. Links to critical role in the show notes. Yes, very, very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is the the summary of races. Like I say, there are sub-races um, on top of the existing races I've just mentioned. But it's probably best for you to go, I would like to be this sort of race before we delve into other, any further sure. yeah. Um, yeah. tree. With you there. With <laughs> but that takes us next to classes. And you've mentioned Paladin already. Yep. Um, but I can <clears throat> run through the other ones if you would like me to. Yeah, go for it. I will do that. Okay, so... Um, you've got the... <laughs> like you're learning it for the first time. <laughs> I learned it for the first time from that book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have the barbarian, and I kind of hinted towards that with Goliath as being mm-hmm. um, big and more combat-related. Barbarians pretty much does what it says on the tin. They are the ultimate. Now, you see, my... The meat shield of meat, meat shields. shields. My, yeah. my overwhelm of the barbarian class in D&D, I'm afraid... <laughs> is the little kid from the classic cartoon. Oh my god, yes! Which I have on DVD upstairs. Yes. Um, yes. With his bullhead haircut yes. and his furry boots. Yes! I mean, if you wanted to be a barbarian and look like that, you are so welcome. <laughs> Gnome barbarian is such a winner. Oh wow. <laughs> like, I just... But now, yeah. in that outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, imagine someone... Um, with two battle axes just 
It's yeah. in the seven Wailing. Hour, the, yeah, yeah, it's the classic Conan. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving swiftly on, we've got Bard. Uh, again, pretty much does what it says on the tin, but there's so much more there, to it. Bards are really complex. You are currently a bard. I am currently a bard. In, in, deep Dragon Highs campaign. In, the, <laughs> in, in, a, yeah, in, a, in a book campaign, um, I'm currently a bard. And it's really easy to get really complicated with bards, which is great. Um, Especially if you're you, because you are so good at... But you enjoy it. You're so good at really getting into the nitty-gritty of being a character. And and the complex backstory of yeah, my character yeah, is yeah. excruciating. Um, but yeah. So uh, bards are great because essentially as a bard, you're like either a musician or an actor or like a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. essentially. Or a storyteller. So you... Um, you can do that to earn money wherever you like and whenever you like, which is pretty friggin' cool. Because, like, having money is actually important in a game. Um, but it also means you have to have, like, your, your charisma is your magic modifier, and your magic is based on, like, your ability to actually orate. Um, yeah. So, essentially, you don't you don't have all the arcane stuff and, like, need, a, uh, need the complicated stuff that you need for other stuff. You just need, like, an instrument or a book, which is cool because you don't have to worry about buying crap and you can earn money. And you get to do stupid things like sing all the time. And it's funny. Um, and convince people with your wit rather than with your weapon to actually do stuff for you. And I really actually... I'm enjoying that for a, a bit of a change of pace. <laughs> Multi-class fight a druid before that. So yeah, it's it's nice to just be able to sort of convince people to do what the f*** like and use magic. Not it's nice. really complicated though. Like bard is one of the most complicated classes there is in terms of like the multiple things that you can do and the way that it functions, the way that spells function, as opposed to how they function in something like wizard or sorcerer. Like it's just, or cleric. It's so much more complicated. But it's fun. It's fun. Bard and Druid are the worst, and I always play Bards or Druids, because I'm an idiot. One thing that you mentioned um, about charisma, so each class has got its own, I'm going to call it like a pool. So, mm-hmm. Like um, a mana pool. Yeah, so <laughs> Bards use charisma as their main thing that they always go to. Mm-hmm. Barbarians would use probably their strength and then their constitution as their main yeah. thing that they go to. So um, if you're going to be a certain class, I'd really, really think hard about the the, the main skill that you need to put your points into. So Hat's got four D6s there. Right. We'll be rolling those shortly to generate some stats. This is getting exciting. We'll be writing those <laughs> down, but then when you've chosen your class, we need to think about which specific sure. thing to put your highest score into. So when I was a bard, I put my highest score into charisma, obviously, and I put my lowest into strength. Mm-hmm. So then you end up being kind of... Pathetic, but really good at talking your way out of shit. What comes after Bard on the list? I've got Cleric. Cleric? Mm-hmm. I like Clerics. You love In them. the same way that I like Paladins. And people often shun both Paladins and Clerics because they think, oh, you're going to be really, like, on your doorstep with a leaflet talking to me about God. <laughs> and that's not the case. And there's nothing wrong with being with those people. But often people get a bit put off and they think that being that class means that you have to be like that all the time but it's because you have to have a you have to choose a you god you have to have a deity but you know what you can be another class and have a deity too there's nothing That's true. against that mm-hmm. um but it just so happens that if you're a cleric um or a paladin i'm gonna use warlock as well here mm-hmm. you have a deity who provides you with your your power right D- as a player and when you're creating your character if you choose to be a cleric mm-hmm. 
Is there a pantheon, an established D and D pantheon of deities, oh, or, yes. do you, or do you just get to make your own deity? Or? Um, if you were to play uh, one of the Sword Coast um, or specific Wizards um, source books, yes and no. There, there's <laughs> loads of different pantheons within the D and D settings, right? Um, and it depends on whether you go to like the Eberron side, the Ravenloft side, the Sword Coast side. Um, because when we will be playing, we'll be playing within my own personally created world. Mm-hmm. If you want to for copyright world, reasons, you know, that's cool. We can do that. Cool. So yes and no, basically. Yes and no. I just said right. Um, but if you were playing a source book D and D campaign, always speak to your DM about right. what gods you can choose. Likelihood is they won't mind. Um, but mm-hmm. there's a plethora of deities to choose. They're, they're all listed in the at the front of the the Sword Coast guide, and there's some in there as well. And they are there's some there's amazing names. There's some um, brilliant, brilliant who's ones. The one of the sea. Umberly, the bitch queen, and I love her. And one day I will play as a character with Umberly as my patron because it's awful, just great. In the Waterdeep setting, they often worship her to prevent bad things happening at sea, and they actually. Um, Donate things into the harbour. So that's how you worship her. In the harbour of Waterdeep, that no one will touch because Umberly might come and sink. Bad things, bad things would happen. She's yes. great. Yeah, I'm into her. Um, so yeah, I mentioned the clerics before. They've got their. They're, they're not so much a sword and shield type of uh, class. They tend to be more um, clubby and spellcasty. You mentioned. Do you have to have a specific deity with either? Mm-hmm. And I said yes or no. Mm-hmm. It also depends on what type of cleric or what type of paladin you want to be, um, because that might affect who is your god. Right. But we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. Um, so next up is Druid. Do you want to cover Druid Cat? Because you have, have been one before. I've been one. And you I, might be being one. In I've this been one. This will be the, this will be my third Druid. I love Druids. Um, druids are weirdo hippies to live in the forest. Essentially, what else we come down to? Um, Druids are their magic comes from nature, and it's um, instead of having like having to learn it, it's inherent. Same with bard. Same with um, no, that's it. Bard and druid is inherent, and sorcery kind of is inherent as well, isn't it? Um, so it's an inherent trait. Um, they are very much involved in nature, so a lot of the stuff they have, like the wep- the the uh, they can't wear metal armor; they can only wear leather armor. Um, and they can't, um, the shields, the shields have to be, yeah, things will have to be made of wood and so like that. They can use metal weapons, but like not anything that's to protect them. Um, yeah, they're just weirdo hippies. Uh, but all their spells are things like grasping vines and things like that, that cause Mm -hmm. nature to fight back for them. But one of the coolest things they get to do is they can turn into animals which is pretty sweet. That's Wild Shape, isn't it's it? It's called Wild Shape, um, and you can basically, you can go be something else, and then you get all the stats of that creature for the duration of it, so, so it's you could, fun. So you could be a, an ox, or a... Or a bear. Or a rhinoceros. Or a rhinoceros, or a... yeah, yeah. That's quite helpful, though, with HP as well. Yeah, it is. So, in a way, druids are kind of tanky and the... yeah, They can be. I played a druid, yeah, multi-class druid fighter, so it meant that as a druid I could be kind of a tank. I just turned into, like, um, uh, what, uh, the big wolf thing. Direwolf, yeah. Turn to a direwolf, um, which means that my HP would like be boosted. And when you're in the wild shape, when you're not your own form, basically until its HP runs out, yours doesn't get touched. And then you have overspill. So like if you're at like four HP and you mm-hmm. get hit with five, then you take one off yours, but it takes the rest and then you just turn back into yourself. 
So it's kind of a nice way to not get your ass handed to you <laughs> when you're kind of squishy, which druids are. I can <laughs> see that being useful. It's very useful. Also know yeah, Same just randomly. I did, it would be quite surprising. One I did. I did do it. I turned into a toad and jumped into a river and uh, disappeared for a little minute, and it caused total chaos. Well, one thing <laughs> that is quite helpful as well is that you can turn into any creature. So mm-hmm. if you see a very small opening on a completely locked up, I castle, turned into a spider. Yeah, you can turn into a very small spider, which would be able to get into. Which the is what area. I did, and that's how we got into a room mm-hmm. that otherwise we wouldn't have been able to get into without a spell that we couldn't have had at mm-hmm. the level we were at. Mm-hmm. So it meant that I could get in from the other side and open it because I was and a spider. Handy skill. Like yeah, it. it is. It's pretty sweet. So druids are great. So next one on the uh, list that I have in front of me is fighter. Again, another one that says that does what it says on the tin. Mm. Um, if you want to have a class that's easy to, to do... Or if you want one that's needlessly complicated to yes, do, that, be that a fighter, because it yeah. depends on how you choose it. Yeah, depends on what type of fighter you want to yeah. be. Um, you can play it really tactically and have lots and lots of bat- what called battle tactics, or you can just play it as hit it hard. Mm-hmm. So that's quite nice. There we go. And you can crit on a 19 if yes. you choose to just do the hit it hard type of fighter, which is nice as well, which means you get double the damage on both a 19 and a 20. Right. That's pretty nice. Everyone loves a fighter. Everyone loves a fighter. Um, speaking of everyone loves her, one thing about cleric that I forgot to mention is that they tend to be healers. Right. Um, so useful. So everyone also loves a cleric in that they're... Very handy to have one in the party. Very yes. handy. Um, but in the same strain, a paladin is also very helpful in the healing aspect too. Mm-hmm. Um, but next on the list is monk. Now, I don't really know a great deal about monk, but you read about them recently, Hat, and you noticed one thing that I hadn't seen before, <laughs> which if, I'm, if anyone has seen uh, The Legend of Anne... Yeah. Um, the avatar with the elemental air, fire, water, earth. There's actually a monk class that allows you to. Yeah, there's channel. an ele- yeah, there's an elemental monk class, which is basically. I was sitting there just going, "This is I could be Korra." I got really excited. So, which is pretty nice. They're basically a martial artist. Yes. I was going to say, so you are a martial we're artist. We're thinking more Shaolin than Benedictine. Very much Shaolin. Yeah. Although it would be quite entertaining <laughs> to play Benedictine, but with those powers, because it would just amuse me yeah. in, like in no end. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm just going to make some mead and kick you in the face. It, but yeah, they Wait, are. See, Benedictine wouldn't be allowed to do that. Like. <laughs> well, never mind. This so, they might have shunned one god and chosen another, but yeah. So monks tend to have um, uh, again like a like a mana pool. It's called key, um, and depending mm. on what level you, you are, you have a, a specific amount, and they use their key to do extra key stuff. points. Um, their key points, mm. yeah. Um, and that will bring me on to paladin, who also have their pool. Um, I can't remember what it's actually called. I think it's a mana pool. <laughs> I'll have to double check, but they use their pool of um, resource resource to uh, the first spell that they really get as a pardon is lay on hands, mm-hmm. which allows you to heal um, party members or yourself. <laughs> it's so entertaining though because it like it's like you get like one one you heal get five, you you get get five HP, yeah. so you can just be like I give you one. <laughs> it's like That's you- it. Second level. Second level. So you're like, yeah, there you go. One HP back. It's like, great, cool, thanks. That's so helpful. But of course, the further you get on with your level, the more healing yeah. pool you have. Um, but in terms of combat, paladins tend to be uh, very beefy. Mm-hmm. They tend to have, they can have very heavy armour, um, mm-hmm. but they also have pretty heavy duty spells as well. They Paladins it is... 
I, am I right in saying paladins is a heavy armor only situation? They're proficient with heavy and medium, but not with light. I believe so. Oh, hello. Hello. It is. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm going to look for the pizza. As person. the sound of the pizza person getting lost. <laughs> yep. So, uh, what was I was going to say, as, as I said, I, I got lost, so I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't this totally person. No, what I was going to say was fighters are really cool because fighters are proficient with everything. So proficiency mm. means you get to add your proficiency bonus. So like anyone can use anything, but like you have a proficiency bonus. But not everyone will be, will be good at it. Would be good at it, yeah. yeah. Whereas, Whereas a, fight, a fighter... Everything. A fighter picks up a weapon, they can use that Absolutely. weapon. Absolutely. So that's yeah. why it's kind of cool to be a fighter. It's very, very useful. But um, your race can also determine your proficiencies. Right. So, like, for example, my new character is um, a dwarf uh, druid, which means that as a dwarf, I get to be proficient with, like, some fairly massive and beefy weapons, which means mm-hmm. that you can get you can work it so you get the best of both worlds, which is quite yeah. interesting. So you're, you're a dwarf. So you're quite good at axes. Yeah, so yeah. I can use axes, daggers, and various other things. I've got, like, a massive war axe. No, I've got a massive war hammer. So... That's pretty cool, but also at the same time. And I can use it, and I can use it well, but I'm a druid, so I've got all the magical stuff too. So you yeah. can balance yourself out by choosing stuff. You don't have to. You can choose to be a known barbarian and just like, not oh, like, why wouldn't you? Or you could choose, like, one of the things I did think about doing was basically making Friar Tuck and have him be a monk, and it would be just really amusing to me to have this, this character who is essentially Friar Tuck, but can actually kick your ass. Um yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of cool. Actually. Yeah, there's just like, like fun stuff that you can do. Like you can build things that are like you can build a character that's like stat driven, so that they can absolutely do everything you need them to do to be amazing. Or you can build a character that's character driven and just have it be kind of fun and a little bit stupid. Yay, pizza! Yay. There's something very D and D about yeah. pizza. That's that one there is. Oh, you mentioned it. I was like, I just played D and D before. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been. Confused by the little miniature picnic table you get in pizza. So, however, let me just show you something. I found a useful. Oh, did you? Yes. So, let's say you have a flying creature. Right. Now, it doesn't really look like they're flying too much right now. However, they're currently far, far off the ground. Yes. Yes. I see this. Whereas this person is not. So they have to fire upwards. Yeah. Now, this is radio gold, I have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, but you'll, you'll, you'll have to trust me that, that what we just did with the little D&D figure and the little pizza table, perfect. Now, they are 10 foot off the ground. Yeah. I, I don't stack more than 15 foot off the ground because toppling will occur. Toppling will occur. But you can put triangle pizza defenders Things. and it looks like they're flying. Awesome. <laughs> right? Pizza Defenders. Yes. Yeah, they are a D&D device. <laughs> it has been decreed. Also, I would have thought that Pizza Defender was also should also be a D&D class, really. <laughs> please, please, pal- the new paladin. <laughs> new paladin. From the that idea. From the hut of pizzas. Oh, my God. From the favoured land of hut of pizzas. Oh, dear. That is, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely it. <laughs> the hunt of pizza. I might just grab a bite to eat before I carry on talking. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's all right, everybody. Into bath. 
Um, anybody listening to the podcast who doesn't like the sound of chewing, look away now. I'm probably not editing this out. Yeah, the only downside of being a DM is that when everyone else is eating, you can't really eat. I mean, you can eat, but you're usually the one doing the most of the talking. You're describing mm-hmm. everything in, in immense detail while everyone's stuffing their faces around yes. you. But that's cool. Ah, pizza hot. No. Let's see, when my... It's supposed to automatically block all incoming stuff. Oh, but it doesn't. And it clearly doesn't. So apologies to the listeners who occasionally get buzzers and stuff. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put it on airplane mode. There, you see, that was clever, wasn't it? Why didn't I do that in the first place? (laughs) Which is right. <clears throat> we haven't got to wizardry yet. No, we haven't. I'm very excited to. And apologies if I'm missing stuff off. Any really hardcore D and D people out there that have been playing it for way longer than I have, um, it it really is off the top of my head. So I'm sure I'm missing stuff left, right, and centre. But no, but this is a beginner's guide. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. a bit. Because I am, as previously discussed, very much a beginner. You're looking up the pool, aren't you, in, in Paladin, so you can get the right yeah. word. I knew you were. <laughs> I say Paladin's my favourite and then I forget their thing that they have. You have a pool of healing power. There you go. It's just called a... You were thinking it was going to be a really complicated word, but no. Pool of divine might. See, that would be cool. Mm. Healing power's handy. Mm. It is, very much. You don't have to use it, but... (laughs) (laughs) You can if you wish. No. It's nice to have. One second, I'll just finish what I'm eating. <laughs> before I talk more. I'm just too excited to tell you things about paladins because they're awesome. I mentioned that different classes use different um, skills. Uh-huh. So a lot of the casters, I find it quite odd, um, but they tend to use charisma as their modifier. Mm-hmm. So... Paladins are they use charisma as their pool of resources as their as their modifier. Um so often you'll find quite charismatic paladins out there. Uh, I would have thought that it would be, you know, the highest would be strength or constitution. But if mm. you want to be a good spellcaster <clears throat> as a paladin, um it's often charisma. It kinda of makes sense if you think about like the way that evangelism works. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. You know, like it, it, preachers are charismatic. In their way, and thus it does kind of make sense that if you're using a deity as your source of power, that you would have to have some sort of ability to rally people. But I would have thought it would be more wisdom, mm. in the same way that a druid convenes with their with their nature. That's because, you're, that's because you're not cynical. Yeah, I was going to say you get a lot of unwise people. religious people. <laughs> people, people. So my druids are hermits. <laughs> I am going to steal another piece of this. Uh, yes, just a, a casual um, shout out to Reggie. If you find yourself with any more of these, please save them. Will do. I will take them pizza from protectors you because I have a useful one. Finally, after years of eating pizza, because we have you have in the collection of minis a Pegasus, and it needs to be able to get more than ten feet off the ground. <laughs> I also have a Garcantra and Dragon, which may need oh, to get more true. than 
Five foot off the ground. I think we'd have to build some sort of scaffolding out of those. That's why I need more of these. Because the gargantuan dragon figure is around about 20 centimetres high and weighs a good couple of pounds. We're hanging it on a, on a thread from something. Can we hang it off the light? <laughs> yeah, you can just dangle that. it yeah. in the middle of the room. Just raise it and lower it with a piece of fishing line. It's an impressive creature. Yes, paladins tend to be great at pretty much any weapon, any armour. Um, I was saying, are they proficient with all of them or no? Because all um, armor, shields, oh sweet, and martial weapons. All right, okay, so there's a same. Mm. Awesome, that's amazing. I didn't think it was. Yeah, but clerics aren't. Am no. I getting confused with clerics? No, 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 you're right. Yeah, it's clerics. I'm getting confused with. Clerics tend to be more light. All the god squatters, I just lump them together. Cleric is wisdom, which is why I confuse the paladins and charisma. Yeah, I get that. Makes sense. Mm. But that also makes sense in terms of, like, a narrative, because obviously a paladin would go out into the world and a cleric would not. Yeah? If, like, the way that sort of idea functions, notionally. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to be charismatic and drawing people to your cause if you're a cleric, whereas if you're a paladin, you're trying to draw people to your cause. Yeah. Sort of. It depends on who you are. On who you are yes. and how you build your character. Yes. But yes, like, I think... In a traditional sense. Okay. The next one that I have here is Ranger. Mm. Now, Ranger was my first character. <laughs> and at the time, I was a bit, a little put off by my Ranger, but I believe it's just because it was just me on my own, really. I think um, soloing as a Ranger is insane. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't do the, the, the Beast Master aspect mm. of being a Ranger. Uh, so I tried to be more uh, archery-based. Um, and thinking back, I really went about character creation the wrong way. I went, okay, the wrong way for how I like to play it anyway. Um, I went for what's the most damage I can deal as a player. Um, I was thinking way too video game in terms of creating something that was going to be a hard hitter, and I really just should have gone with my heart. It sounds cheesy, but I should have just gone with what I think would have been the best or the most fun to play instead. Um... Rangers are cool, but they make great supporting uh, player characters. Um, you can have a little pet buddy. By little pet buddy, what I really mean is a massive bear buddy. Yeah. Um, that obviously can change as well the higher your level. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to be a very dexterous class. Um, like monks, they're a good tree climber. Get to a good yeah. vantage point, oversee yeah, the battlefield totally. type thing. Whereas monks have to get up and close and like beat the crap out of things because they are a non-weapon uh, fighter. Mm-hmm. A, a ranger is a distance fighter. fighter, so rangers are crap up close, but they're really, really good from distance, unless they're using daggers. Yeah, you can actually get mastery. It depends on the type of ranger you are as well. So you can be a dual-wielder ranger as far as mm. I'm aware. Um, but I think Two the, the best things about being a ranger is, is the ability to have uh, a creature with you as well. So although you might be a little squishy on your own with your leather armour, you can send your bear off mm. uh, to go and... To maul the shit out of all the goblins. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be a bear. It could be a wannabe, really, like, twisted. I mean, it could be tiny. It could be a little bee. <laughs> it could be a weasel. I'm really loving the idea of a ranger's walking. Bring along next. But if you went soloing, it could be. Yeah, totally. You know? 
Um, as part of a group, I think Ranger is a great character, and I think it's a really great right, uh, um, class to play. It's just it's, it was it sucked for you soloing it um, because I think it just wasn't. And you rolled so low on your charisma stat that like any any um, attempt at conversation with people did not go well. No, <laughs> I mean that's like everyday life for me. But you know, anyway, moving on. We have Rogue. Uh huh. I think everyone likes playing a rogue. I love um, playing a rogue. One benefit of being a rogue is you you are you like the expertise class. You are good at anything you put your mind to, pretty much. You can stealth. Uh, you can vanish into the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's relying on anybody to scout out an area, it's probably going to be you. Um, <laughs> you're very dexterous. You are good at picking locks. It's it's a class designed to be sneaky. So is sneaky this, as hell. Is this what would have been known as a thief back in yeah. my day? Probably, yeah. So what they've done is they've moved it. So like you have your rogue as a class and then within it you can choose to be an assassin or a thief or you can choose to be an arcane trickster. I love that you just tapped your head in case I forgot what it was. <laughs> There's mastermind as well. That's right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And now you can with the, one of the new things. You can be uh, other stuff because mm-hmm. beyond this book, beyond vanilla D and D, there are so <laughs> many other extras to all the classes. But yeah, you can choose to be a thief or an assassin or um, an arcane trickster, which gives you magic. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is based in. Uh, it's not based. Is it based in charisma? I can't remember. But basically, um, <clears throat> the other thing that you can do on top of classes, of course, is the next thing that you have is also your background. Mm-hmm. So your background then adds you other things. Like I keep saying druids are hermits. Mm. Like hermit is a background. Like you can have knight. So knight or soldier backgrounds for paladins are great. Um, I think there is a, there's a smuggler background. Yep. There is, um, it's not a thief, but is there a thief background? I can't even remember. There's loads of different backgrounds that are ba- that give you different things um, that make you more thiefy or make you more uh, whatever you want to be <clears throat> for your character, which is quite good. But you, you don't, you mustn't forget them because it does give you bonuses. Right. Which I think a lot of people forget it gives you proficiency bonuses and different stuff like that. Yeah, if you want to be the type of person who is good at stabbing people in the back or picking a lock um, or um, being a scoundrel, you know, deceiving people. Charlatan is the background for that. A charlatan rogue or a charlatan bard. A rogue or bard is the way to go. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Right. Next on the list is sorcerer. So sorcerers tend to be elemental in their Mm -hmm. magic that they have it tends to be kind of like an inherent magic as well um so if you think of can i say harry potter i'm gonna say harry potter (laughs) think of harry potter i think harry potter's probably allowed you you have muggles and then you have the witches and wizards it's it's you're either and you can if you're a witch wizard then you can do it Mm. Whether you're trained or not, it's, yes, that's right. Yeah. It's not something you need to learn. It's something you, you can, can do. do yeah. by accident. Yeah, yeah, and it can be quite chaotic. The sorcerers can also be quite chaotic because sometimes it's such a wild magic, mm-hmm. being so elemental, they can't control it. Um, it's awful. Actually, I've never solo as a sorcerer. Oh for my that god! Reason because there's just so much that could. There is a thing that happens with them um, with sorcerers though. Like if they with one type of sorcerer, sorcerer, sorcerer. 
<laughs> one, you put your Sources are also useful. <laughs> um, one type of sorcerer, uh, if you, whenever you do a spell, you like the DM gets to roll to see what the full thing happens to you because of your just wild that you can't control magic. It's a, it's like a, a magic surge. So there's there's two types of origins you can have as a sorcerer. I say it's inherent. It's within the blood. So yeah, your magic can come from a draconic bloodline. Mm-hmm. So it could go all the way back to dragons. And often you have sorcerers who have some element of... Or you just have straight-up dragonborn sorcerers. Yeah, all that too. Um, but you also have wild magic as well, uh, which is very chaotic. And that's when, that's when you get these weird things that happen to you as a result. It can, it can be quite fun. I love unexpected things. So if there was a party and there was a, a sorcerer within it, who knows what's you're probably going to mess with them, is what you're saying. No, no, I don't mess with anybody. I, I like being surprised. You, you have to roll on a table, so you don't even get a choice. The dice decide, yeah. which is even crueler, I think, to everybody concerned. I really like not knowing what the hell is going to happen. Uh, it makes it really fun for me, so please be as uh, crazy as possible, or chaotic as possible. I can do that. But, uh, okay, so next I have the Warlock. Um, very... Very cool uh, class. I would love to try one. I've never tried one before. Um, but they have their patron. So they've been able to get their magic through a pact. Be it a good um, fae, for example, or a bad fae, or some kind of fiend. Right. Um, so there's some kind of deal that's happened within the past which has given you these powers. Um, there is a hex blade type of warlock as well, where you get a magic blade. Um, some of them you get a little uh, familiar. Familiar, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry. Which I don't think everybody can see. I think only you can see it. I might be wrong though. Um, but yes, it's it's a very mysterious class, and I wish I knew more about it than I currently do. Um, but it's it's a caster as a warlock. Um, it's just nice and mysterious. And charisma is their spellcasting modifier. Correct. Um, how have you got any, anything more to say about warlocks? Warlocks are kind of cool, but they're like yes. it, it, that's the way I describe it. It's like the anti paladin or the anti or a combination of the anti paladin or the anti cleric, depending on how you play it. It's like they they have to be evil. It, no, no, but it's just the way it, it, because their magic is it doesn't come from belief in something. Mm-hmm. It comes with buying the faith of that thing. That's mm-hmm. what I mean by it being the yes. anti paladin. And, and you're that. also like you're they they owe that that their patron like they owe them it. Yeah, because that you might have to do yeah. to keep your power. So absolutely. Paladins- <clears throat> Paladins have worked for it. Warlocks have bought the cheat codes. Right, that's exactly mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, so that's that's it. And so because of that, they then have to, they yeah. will have to pay. And there is, a, there is a price for that. Someone yeah. will come a-calling at some yes. point. And I kind of think that could be really interesting from a game standpoint, but I don't know if I'd want to play it. Um, the idea of owing. Yeah. It's just like, oh God, you never know when they're going to come, <laughs> come calling. No, you, you, you're kind of putting yourself at the mercy of... God knows what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or fairies, and fairies are just as bad, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, being, being fairies. Yeah. You can never trust a fairy. No. No. Um, so that takes me to the last thing on my vanilla list, uh, which is wizard. I right. like wizards. Wizards are fun. You know, we talked about sorcerers being um, they just they're, they're just magic. It's it's mm-hmm. what they are. Wizards learn it. This is their academics. They're academics. Mm-hmm. They their their main stat is intelligence. Um, they are brainy, brainy little nerds, and they 
read lots of books and they get their spells from books are able to leave runes all of the mm-hmm. um, cryptic writing to be able to work out these spells um, right, they write them down in their spell book and they have that spell um, they can buy spells from elsewhere and add to their spell list. same in that you could like you could buy lots of arrows as a ranger or different weapons as a mm-hmm. fighter which is completely different from being a bard or a druid for example because they have druids know all of their spells that they will ever know and they just have to choose which ones they can use that day out of the ones they're allowed to cast based on level. Whereas wizards do not. <laughs> wizards have to learn them or buy them or find them. And they've only ever got a certain amount listed mm-hmm. in their book that they've learned. Bards have access to everything and then they choose them as they level up. And then they've always got access to everything. They don't have to um, select for the day. It's not how it works. It's... it's, it's yeah. It's like so. Each class that ha- is a caster, pl- it plays very differently. Yeah. Um. Mm. Each caster kind of has to prepare their spells for the day, but it it differs on where they've come from, mm. who gives them the spells, where yeah. their where their energy comes from. Um, but as a wizard, you you are not proficient with any armor. You can wear it, but you're going to be at the detriment. I don't think you can even cast if you're wearing armor because you need to move to cast mm-hmm. spells. Um, so you're g- squishy. You're going to be you're going to be clunky if you put the armor on and not. Yeah. Okay. But you can get spells to grant you a shield or get you armor or you know it. Yeah, shield spell, magical armor. Anyway. Yeah. Mage armor is pretty amazing actually as a spell. So, sweet. so we've covered races, we've covered classes, we will cover backgrounds because I won't forget. But I think <laughs> what we should really start doing is start rolling. Some I'm stats. gonna roll some dice. <laughs> And rolling dice is exactly what we're going to do in the very next episode. I should just note, what you've just heard was recorded actually a couple of months ago before a whole load of virus-related things happened. If you are sitting at home, in lockdown, waiting for the COVID-19 thing to pass, just continue to do that. Stay at home, stay safe, wash your hands a lot. Avoid contact with other people and listen to podcasts. We will be back probably sooner than next week. We're going to try and get more Geeks at the Gates out so that people have got something to listen to in the lockdown phase. So we'll see you soon. But until then, be kind to yourself. Be kind to everybody else. Stay home if you can. Wash your hands frequently and stay safe. Until we meet again, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate. Or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates. Or contact us by email on mail4geeksatthegates at gmail.com. That is the number four, not the word. Geeks at the Gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire.